This episode of Getting to the Truth in This Art is brought to you by Charmington Holistics. If you're like me, you realize that now more than ever, it's important to have your wellness in check. That's where Charmington Holistics tonics come in hand. Charmington Holistics tonics contain a combination of nutrient-packed superfoods with herbal support and are meant to be enjoyed daily. These tonics are good and good for you. They can be enjoyed in a variety of beverages from coffee to cocktails. My favorite is Tummy, which contains turmeric and tastes just like root beer. These tonics are a wonderful way to add extra herbal support and nutrition into your diet. Head on over to the Best Little Herb Shops Instagram today at Charmington Holistics. Takeout is cool, but delivery gets pricey. So, like a phoenix from the ashes, indoor dining is back at Forge Eatery. I use the analogy because the food is fire. It's a new approach to farm the table. No overalls, just dope food. Try my favorites, like the mushroom stew with pine nuts and ricotta, the cornmeal fried happy oysters, and the seared duck breast. Also, ask about the chocolate chip cookie tins. Mini chocolate chip cookies with a dusting of sea salt. Simply delicious. Head on over to ForgedEatery.com to check out the current menu options and make a reservation today. Forged is located at 3520 Chestnut Avenue in Hamden. Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today's guest is a DMV artist who works tends, whose work tends to focus on social commentary, daily routine, human nature, street art, cubism, abstract, and ethical issues. I have Quirky. I have my man Q here. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> that was a pretty good in- Damn, that was the best intro I ever had. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me here. Make that part of your demo reel, though. <laughs> yeah, that was like, oh, wow. He kind of nailed it. Very good. So um, I, I came across your stuff. One, I started following you beforehand, so I don't feel like a complete neophyte. So okay. I, I started following you initially, and I was like, all right, I see the MF Doom reference here. I was like, okay, oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep following here, right? So That, that hurt my heart. That, that just hurt my heart. Um, I, I got my mask ready for um, Halloween. I'm going to Doom every year. That's all I want to do. I, I, I haven't mentioned this yet. But because I'm, I like puns, my girl calls me big pun sometimes, which is great. Uh, because I like, because he's a fellow Aquarius, his birthday was recently, yeah. uh, okay. the, uh, uh, the weekend, he, he's doing that whole red suit. But I was like, I should do one called three day weekend or the long weekend. It's just me doing the same aesthetic. When are you planning on doing this? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's still got the tour coming. So he's going to do a tour in 2022. So I'm still good. I'm set for a couple of years. I don't have hair, so it's going to be a wig. (laughs) So it's just like the wig is going to look bad, but we'll figure it out. We'll make it happen. We'll swag that up. All right. All right. I mean, I have a red overalls. I was going to do us. And then like, I just got like sick the last two years. I was like, and I can't find eyeshadow. So I was like, all right, I guess not doing us. The best Halloween costume I ever went in is black Jesus. There's nothing like black going as black Jesus Everybody wants a hug. Like, Jesus, I need to pray for Oh, God. They either can't get me this on Halloween. No matter what nationality you are, Black Jesus is the best costume you can go as. Absolutely. So, obviously, we're already going to vibe. We're already kicking. We were already talking. It's about 20 <laughs> minutes of conversation already. So, so and getting into it, I, I gave that 30,000-foot that view of what your work is, but I like to 
let the guests do it. I like to let the guests spin it. So for okay. those who are uninitiated, give them the rundown, you know, because I can't do it justice. Um, you give them the rundown, please. Well, um, I wasn't always a painter. I always could draw when I was younger. It was never a problem for me. But when I grew up, I, I guess around 20, I saw I would be a graphic artist. I thought I saw uh, Jurassic Park. That was it. I was like, dude, I got to do what I want this program. I have to learn this program. So I went to um, community college starting out and I got an apartment right across the street from the art department. Mm -hmm. So I would come over there with like some chicken wings and some ribs to the security guards. They'll let me in there all night long. I'll be there to two, three in the morning. Just happy learning. I I could absorb and figure out how this program worked. And so when class started, I was beyond everybody else, even my teacher. Mm-hmm. So that's what my goal was. But um, marriage happened, kids happened. And what happened was all that fell apart. I lost my my life back in Virginia. And I had came up here to hit reset. Yeah. And um, depression kicked in, no family, nobody. I just went to work, came home. And finally, I went to a paint and sip and... Um, these old ladies talking trash and I, you know, just playing around. I was good at it. I just didn't realize it. So the first time I actually posted a piece of my artwork, I was dating this girl and I posted it and she said, only reason people like your work is if they get cute. I'm like, all right. So I said, okay, we got to run a test. Let me repost the exact same image again on an alias. If I get roughly the same uh, amount, I, and pretty much I want to give a middle finger to her. Yeah. I, I, I liked her, but I didn't love her. It was just that type of relationship. Like, <laughs> that's great. That's great. But, but, but in that process, when I started painting things that got me upset, like uh, if if Reagan was on my mind or somebody got shot recently or uh, anything, I could paint those emotions out. It was a good outlet for me. So when I started painting more political stuff, what happened is I was starting to see the death threats as quirky. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a blessing in disguise for her being a jerk to me, but it's also to protect me in certain situations. So if I want to paint a painting about Trump or if I want to do something about anything that I truly feel, the best way to keep people coloring and lying is keep them fearful. But if they can't get to me, they can't find me, I have some freedom yeah. to be who I truly want to be. So I can paint, I don't have to paint a picture of black Christ. I don't have to paint a picture of black people hugging or just the, the, the general. So I can paint anything I want mm-hmm. and say whatever I want at any given time. And I don't care what anybody else thinks. It, it allows you to be unencumbered by that and able to, to create without really any barriers. And, yes. and, and that's the thing that I think gets lost because it, I was reading and no, it's actually from this podcast. Uh, what's, the, what's the lady's name? I think his name is. Uh, I think her name is uh, Fran Lieberwitz, and she has that uh, series on Netflix called "Let's Pretend It's a City." And she was talking up. She was critiquing things, and that's her lane. She's a critic of just things, like like everything. She just that's her lane, and she's like, people feel like fine art in that kind of space. The visual arts generally. You can't critique visual arts or what have you, mm-hmm. and and it was an interesting thing, and I was just like. Hmm. But people seem to have something to say about it all the time, but we can't critique it. So it's like, where are we at? And 
I think having that degree of anonymity, being under a mask or whatever that that version of it is, like I was talking earlier before we got started about like, well, earlier when we first got started about the weekend, nobody knew who he was initially. So exactly. it's just like you let the talent speak for it and then you exactly. have these other things. Yeah. What drives me nuts with social media, if you're a well-cut guy or a well-put-together woman, mm-hmm. they will most likely pose with their painting. And usually they're scantily drawn or um, or scantily uh, clothed sure. beside their painting. So what are you judging? Mm-hmm. What are you truly, truly, are you judging this person's talent, their ability, their blood, sweat, and tears, or you like the way this person looks? And that's what makes it. It's just like, I don't think LL Cool J would be that great if we didn't look the way he did. I agree. I agree with you. I mean, he made great music. Yeah. But skill-wise... The, I think M.F. Doom was a better rapper than him, hands down. But it's just, it's difficult to truly judge, know what somebody truly thinks. So if I go to a gallery and people don't know it's me, I can walk in that gallery and then my work is right there and get their honest opinion, mm-hmm. their true uncut opinion. If they like it, what they don't like about it, because they're free to talk about the person because they don't know who that person is. Yeah. I like that. I, I actually love that. So when I go to uh, Creative Alliance or any one of the other galleries my work might be in, I can sit there and just listen. Yeah. It, and it makes a difference. It makes a huge difference. And that's that's what I look for in in this space of trying to justify a podcast actually being a, a medium that people should pay attention to or listen to or w- whatever. And, you know, I, I'll have people, I, I get more for some of the podcasts I do, because I, you know, I try to have fun. I'm, I'm provocative and I'll get like, I don't know if I agree with that. It's like, appreciate you. Did you like the episode though? Or, yeah. or whatever. Whereas with this one, it's only really like positives and stuff like that. And it's like, all right, why is this positive And why is this something that's getting this response from you? I look for that real point of view and i have a few people that i trust that i get that from because they don't have anything to gain from it they'll just tell me like you're really charismatic you come off this way that was a good series and kind of when we talked about beforehand you're like oh i like that or what have you and it was like oh yeah. you have you, you don't know me from anything outside of going on this podcast i could be a dick and you're yeah, like yeah. Oh. <laughs> i had no idea but for what i've seen up to this point i like it that, and that's that's what that's part of why I'm doing it for for people to kind of listen in and check it out and, and get it. Um, so we we talked about so, and we already have some of these answers already, but we'll still do it. Uh, <laughs> so who who or what inspires your creative urges, and what gets those um, creative juices or the rue, if you will, flowing? See see what I did there with the rue. <laughs> Talking to a fat man, so yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> um, it it could be pretty much anything. Usually, something on the news pisses me off, mm. or um, something else will catch my eye, or some injustice will pop up, and I, you have to say something. Yeah. I'm not a writer. I'm, I'm far from a writer. But I can visually express what I feel, what I might be going through, what I might be thinking at that moment. So to I find it difficult to paint just landscape scenes while I'm upset mm. and, and living in this environment. It's hard to not be upset at every turn. 
it, it's just it's just impossible. How can you? It's hard to. I don't know. Just I seem like I waste time, or I'm, I'm not respecting the person who just died by not speaking out or saying something. It's just mm-hmm. why are you here? What I, I respect some artists who might want to do more of um, cartoons and more of an abstract because I can see the skill in that. But if they're not saying anything, then I need more. I need more substance to it. I need soul, soul art, soul music. So that type of, I, I need that in my life. Yeah. Anything else is just a waste. That's, that's legit. That's real. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But expiring me, um, music. Usually if I'm painting, there's some type of music. I love Nina Simone. I love Tool, I love uh, System of the Down, I love Tyler Quali. I, I have a, a, a range of music, depending on what mood I'm in. Yeah. Sometimes I need some, I need Metallica, I need Metallica one. I need to hear that over and over again to get me in my that mindset yeah. that I need to be in. And that's what I play. My wife doesn't like it, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you have a broad array, like I'll go through my Spotify uh, of like what I recently liked. And I remember it's always at this point of like when it's the darkest, dullest time of the year. Yeah. No affect time. And I'll have on some of the weirdest, most gothic rock. Oh, yeah. it's, it's like, uh, what is it? Like the sisterhood and things like that. And my girl's like, why are you listening to this vampire music? Where's your <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's how it goes. Uh, it, it just, it helps paint the mood. It helps, it, it does. Um, it just, it just does. I mean, I, trust me, I much rather pour that energy that it is anger, frustration into that painting, mm-hmm. into into the people I'm around on a daily basis. Yep. If I see my son and like I'm thinking about the, the latest video of somebody getting beat by the cops, mm-hmm. I need to put that in mm-hmm. something else because yep. the people around me don't need that right now. It's transference. Yeah, yeah I, I, I won't do it. It's like I'm, I'm not going to abuse them or be ill to them. I could put it somewhere. I could do something with it, and it's just the best way for me to handle it. Yeah, um, I, I remember like you know, just you you live your life as a as a black male or what have you, and then you see these these different things, and you know, I have my some thoughts me and one of my we and my co-hosts we talk about woke dollars and how activism became uh, marketing and woke things like dollars. that did you coin that uh well he did i'll give him the that's a good one it is and jesus christ i, I remember like during the summer when things were at a very very bad spot yeah. i just felt compelled i was like kind of in in the same fashion of i need to get this out whether it be doing a podcast or whether it be going live and just stream of consciousness. This is what's on my yeah. soul. It's my heart right yeah. now. And it was interesting. I, I got the uh, podcaster equivalent of shut up and dribble a few times. Oh, in the DMs. And I'm just like, huh? Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you just make those memes that are so great? I was like, yo, I got to go through this life is, is this person. And I, this is a reality for me. So yeah, you could jog off, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and, and also, the, one of the things that, um, that I, when I got started in doing this, like I was a failed artist, you know, school of arts was like, man, you're too- you whoa, whoa, whoa. You, What kind of art did you do? 
I, I did comic books actually. I was um, a drawer. Yeah, I used to draw, illustrate, letter, all the stuff, color, everything. Dude, don't you hurt my heart? Tell me. And then I was, uh, I, I, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I still write a comic though, and I'll, I'll send you some stills of it. You can uh, take a look. My son is a comic book artist. Really? Yes. Nice. Yeah, I'm very proud. <laughs> so when I say that, like, don't. Nah. It's, it still is something that I got back to. I just didn't think it wasn't a lack of, of confidence in it anymore. It was like, I don't know if I have the wherewithal to do this part of it, but I can write this part. And so I started writing it instead of like drawing it. And I feel fulfilled in that way. Yeah. So it's like I backdoored into it and it's literally it's a cat that's based on me. So I'm like, all right, this is very much me in this comic. Okay. But the thing I was getting at is when I, I started off in, in doing this particular like uh, creative expression, which I've been doing for a long time. The first episode was me complaining about Albert Hainsworth getting signed to the Washington team. <laughs> And I was like, 90 million. I'm a fat guy. I could take up a whole. That's literally what my conversation was. That's the first episode of this part of the of Mastermind Teams broadcast, the one I've been doing for so long. So definitely having an opinion on something. And if you look back in like 2009, you had Obama going in, you had Tiger Woods being a hot boy. So I had a lot of Michael Jackson passing away. I had a lot of stuff to talk about that year. I'm quite sure the Trump years catch you, Barry. Um, we, we, the last episode of one show I used to do called, um, uh, Metrocast, the, I think inauguration day or the week of inauguration for him, uh, we stopped doing a show. We were talking about it leading up. We were talking about like Freddie Gray the day of, like when all this stuff was happening. And I was like, we're only going to be talking about this. We have to figure out something. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry, that guy. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we're on the other side of that now. For you know, are we? In in terms of him being in power in that way. Do you know the when Hitler first ran? Ooh. I think what happened was they imprisoned him. Mm-hmm. He got out, and he was more powerful than ever. And he became the Hitler we all know. Yeah. If he goes to jail, I'm quite sure he's not going to survive. He's getting pretty old. But um, yeah. that mentality, those people who follow that type of uh, mm-hmm. doctrine, they haven't gone anywhere. It's, it's, it's going to be a faux martyrdom of, you know, this is for us and our values and, and so on. And that notion needs to be eradicated. Uh, like as, as <sighs> when I, I want to say in that show, in that Rob cash, I was talking about earlier episode 199, we're at 319 now, 199. Mm-hmm. It was called no episode 200 was called many sides and it was when we just realized we had nazis here and i was like huh you think they never listen to the people who complain about it until it happens they're like we're in a coal mine we're a canary like hey this is racist this is (laughs) no 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 they want to dig it it's fine you don't know what you're talking about oh my god they actually happen they're like oh suddenly they're beating up negroes like hotcakes and (laughs) Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know how we got we, no, 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 about everything else. But so, actually, <laughs> but I mean, it's it's a real conversation. I was like, I said, I'll pepper into questions. Uh, so it, let's let's talk about creativity a little bit because okay. you know, ultimately, what where we've been going at in that conversation is still what would be social commentary would be things that will pop up your viewpoints on some of these things would be things that pop up in what you do. Yeah. So 
speak on creativity. Do you think it's something that a person has innately that they're born with or that they cultivate and develop over time? I have seen people, um, young kids that just automatically they're good. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing. This is distinctive to them, but to become a master, become the best, it takes time. It takes time of working on your skill and craft. I didn't start actually painting, painting to like six years ago. Mm. I, I, I just didn't. And the first few years of that, I would take my initial paintings, drive to DC and leave them on the streets. So whoever wants it can find and get them. It was like a scavenger hunt. Mm. I, I, I did about a painting a day when I was working in acrylics. I, I just, just get out my emotions and what I was feeling. So in that process, I got better. Yeah. What I I look at my old stuff now, I can't stand it. It drives me nuts. But uh, to see where I'm at now, I try to beat the shit out of the person I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't like the person I was yesterday. I don't like what he did yesterday. So I try to beat that person. That's the only person I'm in competition with. The only person I compare myself with. And if you do that and stop looking at other people and what they're doing, what's going on in their realms, unless you want to learn from them. Mm-hmm. If you keep doing that and beating that person you were yesterday, you will get better. You will put in the time, you will put in the effort, and you'll see your work evolve. The very moment you start comparing yourself to whoever, whomever, it's a losing cause. It's just, it's 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 not healthy. It one of the that's very valid, and I think it's worth. A, a check-in with yourself regularly as yep. to why are you doing this? As I said earlier with the woke activism, the, the, the woke dollars and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, okay. it's just like, Oh, this is cloudable. Let's, let's do it. Let's, let's have this person on. And it's like, I'm not doing what other people are doing. Other people want to wear crowns and, and, and shit like that. I just right. want to do the thing that I'm doing. And I go back to a rapper that I was listening to a lot in a very interesting formative time. I listen to a lot of currency. I want to say, a couple of years back, like maybe six, maybe about six years ago. And I remember it was just something that he said in an interview that he doesn't listen to when he's in album mode or what have you. He doesn't listen to anything that's current. He listens to stuff that's old and or he listens to different genres, but nothing that's current because he feels it affects his writing process. Exactly. I don't, I, I don't mind standing on the shoulders of somebody who came before me. I'm not saying that that's yeah, not yeah. at all, but to, I have this one of my homeboys, his name is Levi, he's a great artist, my, my brother in arms mm-hmm. and we would send each other images just to get each other reaction to push the other person further Yeah, it's not a jealousy thing, it's not a competition thing, it's just I'm going to push you further look what I did today, now I got to reevaluate what I might be thinking about or just thinking about what he's going, it just, it's a nice friendly competition yeah. But we're both going. We're, we're both on the same team, trying to outrun each other. We're on the same team. I'm not in competition with you. We both. If he gets there before I do, fine. If I get there, fine. But we love each other in that way. That that's the only person I can say that I have that type of relationship. Because I, I think I think that's that's unique. Because it's it's something that I I crave from people. Like you want to truly, honestly, like I support what you're exactly. doing. I, I appreciate it, but. I think, and, and kind of you touched on social media earlier, I think that's a piece of it that we've been in, in, in looking at how COVID and all of that stuff has changed and showed mm-hmm. you the gaps and how we communicate. I, I think 
because we've been designed to look at things in this very binary fashion, it's either good or bad. They're either against you or they're not even on the table. And it's like, what if, what if they support me? What if they're, you know, Uh, I tell you what, when I moved to Baltimore, the camaraderie and people willing to work with you was greater. Mm. DC did not have that for me. I had a few people who want to collaborate, but everybody again wants to be a king and queen. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I just want to get my word out there. I don't care. I don't. I don't like being a me monster. You ever heard of that term? No. I, like me, me monsters. Like no matter what you did, they did it better. Me, me. The contention needs to be on me. Me, 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 me too. <laughs> it, it can't about be like anything else. It can't be focused on somebody else's work or something else. It has to be on me. And when I came to Baltimore, um, I didn't feel that. I could see this shop somewhere and say, hey, would you like some artwork? And you're like, yeah, bring it in. And it's accepting. It's it's welcoming. It's so much easier for me to talk to people here. It is Baltimore. I've only been here three years and I can't see back going back home unless something happens. I, I'm, I'm here for life unless I get a place in Puerto Rico and then you guys can kiss and goodbye. <laughs> this weather I can't deal with. <laughs> It's, it's a it's a bit much. So so you came up from Virginia, DC. Yeah, I was um I was originally born in uh, Virginia Beach. Okay. And um, unless you're painting ducks and nature scenes, you're not going to get it. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a very uh uh seven hundred club is right there. The Christian right there. You can't really do too much of anything. You can't be outspoken the way you want. So when I came up to Northern Virginia, I was right near DC. I said, I just go to DC all the time, but I never made a connection with anyone. Mm-hmm. Not truly. I didn't, I was trying to collaborate with other people. They would talk a good game, but they, mm-hmm. nothing would ever come of it. But when I came here, it was like, I don't know what happened. Maybe, maybe back then I really did suck and up here I'm much better. It, it could be that, but Baltimore has been very, very good for my art career. And I'm very thankful to be here. So, yeah, let's, let's, let's expound on the, the Baltimore connection a bit more, because mm-hmm. I think like that's one of the things that's really a, a big uh, part of this podcast. It's just like not necessarily I, I initially I looked at it as normalizing Baltimore, but I think I think Baltimore is normal. I think that. Yeah. I think there's just not a lot of exposure and it's uh, often overlooked. I think that's the big piece of it. I agree. Cause when I was told my mom, I was moving here, the comments from my family, what Baltimore was, none of them been here, but they had their preconceptions and their notions in their head of what it was. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Certain parts of Baltimore took me back, but other parts are beautiful. I can walk to certain neighborhoods and nobody, it's nothing. It's, it's absolutely nothing. And it's just, I had more positive things happen to me in Baltimore than negative. And I can't say that by being back in Virginia beach. I can't. That's, that's the thing like in it. I, you know, when I did that video, I literally tried to hit places that in my opinion had a certain reputation and also yeah. had a, a black thing. And I was in, intentional when I said New York, Philadelphia, New Orleans. And I think New Orleans and Philadelphia are the most similar to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And th- at times Baltimore is used as a placeholder for this is a bad city, like the same way that Chicago was used or, or yeah. what have you. And it, it, it would, you'd be wild to not acknowledge that 
they don't mean all of Chicago. They mean the South side. They mean where the black people are at. And it's coded and all of that stuff. And, you know, I kind of look at people when they just have just a weird bias and don't acknowledge. I like to look at it in reality land. Like where I like to live at. It's not Narnia. It's reality land for me. And it's like, yeah, that's there. But also we have dope people here. We have really cool entrepreneurs. We have a lot of talent here, a lot of black art here. And that's the thing that's not a part of the conversation. And it's not a matter of being goofy and having the blinders on and say, oh, that doesn't exist. It's not dangerous. Oh, no, I'm not saying that. (laughs) But that's that's what people, when you ride for it, that's what people will throw at you. It's like, but so you mean this? No, I don't. I mean what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. I, I will... I went hiking I was right down the street from where I live, and it's like waterfalls. Um, so a place called Hanging Bridge. You ever heard of that? No. If you ever get um, no Swinging Bridge, I apologize. Okay. Swinging yeah. Bridge. You ever get a chance when the weather breaks, take your girlfriend there. It is beautiful. It is utterly beautiful. River. There's playgrounds, and I'm sitting here like this is all part of Baltimore. That whole area, mm-hmm. and every time somebody talks down about it. I see something else beautiful that I didn't see back home or I couldn't access back home or I wasn't welcome mm-hmm. or I was treated differently because of my skin tone here. It doesn't happen. So I can understand people. It's to a point that I don't want you to come. <laughs> I, I don't, I much rather keep all this. It, 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 it is whatever you say it is. I'll sit here and enjoy this meal of this crab. I'll go to Dota's kitchen and have me some um, <laughs> uh, uh, the best uh, vegan food I could possibly imagine. Yeah, you're right. It's horrible here. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 whatever you said. What you what you do today? I take pictures. I can. Where are you? Don't worry about it. I'll I'll say I'll say my uh, my manager um, she she mentioned something really funny she was like huh she's like I came here looking for all these cool black people who came up from Miami I was like came here look at all these cool black people I see a bunch of white people walking around flip flops on it's like, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of flip flops and dogs when you see when I do run into uh, people the white people who are walking their dogs at night yeah. and stuff like that we have conversations. You never, you never get their side of the story. I'm quite sure they had one guy, but nothing. It's never that much. I had, I was, um, when I first got here, what's that? It's something in the middle of the city. I'm still keep in mind, I'm not from here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a uh, a fish market in the middle of the city. I can't think of the name of it. It's um, it's closed right now because it's going to renovations. Yeah. You, I'm, you don't, I'm blanking on it now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know too many of the fish. Anyway, markets. anyway, I'm in there and there's like music playing. There's people out there dancing. I'm in there talking to this cop, mm-hmm. and the cop being was just shooting breezes. And I told him I was artist. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, uh, and keep in mind, I've been here like three weeks. He said, what about the crime? He said, you sell drugs? I said, no. Are you having sex with anybody who sells drugs? I said, no. You ain't got nothing to worry about. <laughs> That's great. Unless you are having sex with somebody who's selling drugs or you're selling drugs, nobody's bothering you. You're not in that area. You're not in that realm. You don't have anything to worry about. I, I, I pause for a second, look around. While I'm in this place and I'm seeing all these black businesses and people selling food and people are dancing and laughing. And he's like, he's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. The entire, um, Easter market, no, that's not it. But it was just stepping back and actually looking at it. It's like looking at no different looking at painting. You might see the violence in it, but it's also beauty there that you're 
ain't overlooking. Nobody notices it. Right. And it's like, oh, it's so violent. It's a violent picture. It is beautiful at the same time. Mm-hmm. It is beyond beautiful. And if you stop and look at it, you'll see it. You got to see the full picture. Oh, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> so let's, um, I, I like to get to some of my weirder, goofier questions. Go ahead, shoot. Switch them up on you. I'm going to switch them up on you because okay. I feel like you have prep and I, I don't like that. I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> early on in this show, I used to give people the crab cake question. They'd get really pissed and like, damn, oh. man, you're going to get me kicked out of Baltimore. Um, but be, before we get to those types of questions, aside from your your work and you, you touched on earlier, some of your, your animation skills, what have you, mm-hmm. what other creative interests or talents do you have? Um. I like playing chess. I like uh, I like inventing. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm working on a hydroponic system. Okay. Uh, I'm teaching myself uh, how to um, basic coding, and I want my wife started growing plants everywhere. And to maintain her happiness through the winter times, I said oh, I'll develop a hydroponic system. But every yeah. time I went, went somewhere and tried to look at something, it was horrible looking. I didn't want it in my house. I wanted something elegant and beautiful. So I started developing my own. I made my prototype and I got the wiring, got the tubing and everything seems to work. And I enjoy um, staying busy, um, mentally busy. Um, I I don't play video games. I don't watch sports. Hell, I don't even really drink. So I try to keep my mind going creatively all the time. Um, It's I. I would be ashamed to die if I didn't contribute something to this world. I, I would be ashamed. I, I, I want to make the world better in the way I can or where I see I can. So if I can invent this and make it for my wife, maybe somebody else might want it. Or if it's just, it's so many ways to learn something now. There's no excuses. Right. If you didn't get your hustle on doing this COVID, I don't know what to say for you. Yeah. I, I, it's just you had time on your hands to learn something. You could have been a realtor, you could have took a skill, anything. Yeah. Did not get your hustle on doing this COVID. I don't know what to say for you. I mean, it, it, it should be a it should have been a period to really fortify your creative process, tighten oh. those things up, uh, or figure out different stuff. Like pretty much this has been COVID's been a boom period for this podcast. I mean yeah. It was just one of those things where I was like, all right. And like, you know, the first season was like maybe 20 episodes. The second season was probably 23. This one's going to be probably 35 episodes. And I've already started recording for season four. And it's just, you know, I remember when I talked to this marketing person, they were joking with me. It's like, I doubt if you'll be able to find 20 people who are interesting in Baltimore. I was like, I'll find them. I was like, oh, maybe what I deem as interesting is not that interesting, but that that's what, where I'm at with it. And I feel like it's really important to, to do those as one is needed um, for, for the city, I think, but also for the people in it to feel like here, this, this, this interview in a sense of, this is your, here's your roses for you. Here's someone acknowledging that you have some talent and let's talk about it. Let's hear your story. Let's hear, let's just shoot the shit and let's see where yeah. it goes. Um, so I got, I, since you're, you're, you're a man that enjoys the, uh, the food such as I, so we'll, we'll have that. Uh, and, I, and I'm getting, I'm getting a, a blurred vibe off of you. Okay, go ahead. Cartoons. What about it? What is your favorite? What's your top three? Your top three cartoons? Jesus. 
I can go to a decade if you want. I mean, uh, to help you out with that. Right now in the time frame right now, Rick and Morty. Rick okay. and Morty, is, that's just for the thought, the effort they put into the show, the hidden meaning, everything they do, and the continuity of the storytelling, mm-hmm. unsurpassed. It's, it's, it's really it's, fire. Um, I used to like Ed and Eddie heavily. Uh-huh. The, the art style, the way they drew the lines, the color, the, the, even the motion of the characters was beyond anybody else. Going back further than that, Thundercats. Okay, uh, okay, because it was at that age. I never saw Japanese animation. Yeah, until I saw this, or I didn't know what I was looking at. I just knew this was better. Um, any type of Looney Tunes, let me rephrase that, the old Looney Tunes, not that new rebooting where they got superpowers, everybody's slim and black, I can't see. Oh, lunatics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh it's, that is an abortion. That is a visual <laughs> abortion. And you, you, you should call Child Protective Service or <laughs> anybody let their kid watch any of that stuff. I can't stand, oh my God, I can tell you what I don't like. Oh, the amazing world of gumball is freaking amazing. Yes, it is. Uh, 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 Amazing World of Gumball. Uh, uh, Adventure Time was amazing. Uh, yeah. uh, what's that? Uh, well, you're a regular show guy. In stomach. Uh, what was his name? Had a shield. God dang it. Uh, Crystal Gems. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, you're talking about Steven Universe. Steven Universe. They had gay. They had bisexual. It was just. It was just so powerful. I'm like Jesus. This is amazing. Yeah. It, it was so good to see what they were coming out with. But then they would have something like Uncle Grandpa. I'm like you go to hell. It. You, it Certain choices that were made there, like I was a big regular show guy. Uh, regular show's amazing. And then, the, have you watched um, Close Enough? Yet? One? Yeah, that's a great show. <laughs> it's fire. It's fire. It's a good one. I'm a fan. I'm a fan yeah. of JG Quintel. Let's, you know, he gets Dude, it. My wife, nothing turns the mood off more than me watching cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing me and my girlfriend, all we do on the weekend is watch cartoons and horror movies. Oh. Do you you better marry that woman? <laughs> we watched we watched Nightbreed last weekend. Nightbreed, I've heard that one. That was a Clive Barker movie from 1990, and David Cronenberg is the villain. Craig Schaefer, they they turn into monsters in it, but this is the thing. Is it Cronenberg monsters? Um, it's some body horror in it, so yes. It's worth a watch. The anniversary of the, the, the 30th first anniversary was yesterday of that film. Okay, well, hold on, wait, wait, wait. What was this again? Nightbreed. Remind me to watch Nightbreed. <laughs> okay. I'll say this. There, so apparently my face betrays me a lot of times. And my girlfriend was just like, it was something, it was a bad drop kick or some bad editing that happened in it. Uh-huh. As the drop kick happens and it turned it from a flying sidekick to a drop kick when it landed, she looked at me and was like, What's he gonna say? I was like, hold on, let's let's run that. Back. <laughs> Okay, let's go back to the footage. Have a certain time when you say this was made again, nineteen ninety. Give it the pass. Give it the pass. I mean, there there might be a dude whose face is shaped like a moon, and he might have testicles as his chin. I was giving it a lot of passes. That was the one choreography pass that I was just like, I think I'm all set here, guys. It's worth watching. He had a moon face. And testicles and chin. It was just, yeah, yeah. All right, so I'll be watching this by myself. I take it. Yeah, um, it's okay. it's pretty corny. You you you'll have a good time. You'll have a good laugh. Let let All me right. know what you think. 
what do you think of the Mandalorian? I like Mandalorian. Um, I think they cut out all the stuff that you don't want and just give you the things that you want. It's a Western, it's prepackaged, it's short, it makes sense. Um, they somehow accomplish more than those. Because I wrote this big blog about um for a franchise that's like nearly what 45 years, at least at the time when I wrote this, like last year. Yeah. Uh I was like, yeah, they had for the most part, we had for about 35 years just some specials, but three movies. You know, and then suddenly they mass produced five different properties, including this is actually before Mandalorian started. So whenever that was and I was like, we have fatigue. I was like the the solo movie, the response to that was part of that fatigue (sighs) and the response to the other movies. The only one that I heard that was critically kind of appreciated was Rogue One. Everything else was wild buns. Um, and th- with the exception of like Mandalorian, but then instead of saying, let's parse this out in meaningful ways, it's Disney just saying, here, you're going to take all of this. And we have to sort it out. We have to sort it out. I'm, I'm happy with it. Uh, it, it how beautiful it looks, how the storyline was told, except for Cara Dune, the girl who got kicked out, which. Ronda Rousey, you'll be replacing her. <laughs> I do. All she had to do is shut up. Yeah. All she had to do is shut up. This is, I'm sorry. All right. Uh, uh, I, I'm not saying I'm going to sell out. When <laughs> Disney came up and said, hey, we're going to put you in a Star Wars um, franchise. Yeah. You get X amount of dollars. Uh, I'll keep my mouth shut for a little while. Just for a little while. I mean, you know, they, they, they did a thing, not Star Wars as much as Star Trek. Walter Mosley, right? Mm-hmm. So he was one of the writers, I think uh, he was in the writer's room, at least for one of the most recent like movies, the Chris Pine movies. Mm-hmm. And, and or it was either that or the Discovery show it was one of the two. So it was within the last like few years. And he may have thrown around the N word a few times and oh. he got fired for saying that. But he's a black dude. And he was just like, yeah, I'd rather say it than be treated like one. And I was like, huh? <laughs> And I was like, Walter Mosley from the three. <laughs> okay. okay. And where, where, where are the Easy Rollins things? Where are those things? That was amazing. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Like, I got problems with television. That's, that's a conversation for a later time, I think. But <laughs> the, the last question I have for you. Okay. And again, no, no, no. This has been great. Um, and this, is, this has been a joy for me today, actually. Um, so food. Hmm. Yeah, this, this, this might be tougher than the cartoon question. I'm listening. You got someone coming up here visiting. There's no COVID. Things oh. are normal. You have, have they're, they're coming up for a long weekend. You have to plan three dinners. What restaurants are you going to? What are you having? Echabon, number one. They were, they were free, previous guests. Yeah, they get it. Jesus Christ. All right, keep in mind. I, I'll, I'll say this. I'm, new, I'm still new to the area, so I'm going oh. to the the most likely everything I'm on the list, you're like, okay, I understand that. But I'm still new to the area. Echabon, Echabon, Echabon. The how the, 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 the taint, the tang, the sweetness, the, the juice. It's just it's a perfect it's a it's a perfect meal. Mm-hmm. Perfect meal. Okay. After that, you no know, my my wife is a seven day adventist, so she likes vegetarian. So most likely we'll try a vegetarian place to blow their minds away about vegetarian food. Dota's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Dota's Kitchen. Um, because they support me and I like their food and they're under new management. Um, Ida B's. 
Okay. I got my mom, my grandma. That's my Sunday wrap up. They want to go to a nice Sunday dinner. Yeah. I could take him to Ida B's. My my artwork's in the back. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, th- those are my picks right now because that's what I normally go to. Yeah. And as soon as somebody hits me to another place, like at first it was it was BRD. You ever heard of that? BRD? Oh, Bird's Fire. Bird's Fire. Not all of them. I'll put it this way: the one at. Um, one location, I don't want to burn bridges, but one at one location, they changed something within their batter. Yes, they did! It pissed uh-huh. me off! I'm, I'm, I'm a taste guy. I, I, I know what I'm looking for. Oh. And I was like, the other location, they have different items there. Yeah. And they get it right. But then here's the wild thing. The chicken wars are created here because you, you, have you heard of Fuku or Fuku? No, should I? David Chang from Momofuku, he now has a chicken sandwich place here. F U K U. F U K U. F U K U. Yeah. Yeah. I got to put my glass. I'm old. <laughs> so we're having the local chicken wars of the oh uh, the 2020s. Oh, okay. All right. So I changed my game plan. Um, <laughs> the only thing I really don't get a chance to enjoy truly since my wife's seven day adventures is crab and that's a sacrilege being in baltimore that's true so she again she's gone this weekend if you had to recommend one crab cake for me to get this weekend keep in mind this is she don't go nowhere this is the only time i'm being without this is it see because i'm smug i would say mines but that's you know I mean, wow. I, make a, I make a good crab. I smoke my crab cakes and they're Japanese influence. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. The, big, the big wave is out here. Uh, I would say um, I've heard Coco's is fire. That, like I said, this used to be the question. Coco's is fire. It's K-O-K-O. Mm-hmm. Um, Fadley's is fire. That's in uh, Lexington. I've been there. Uh, I've been there. And lastly, Papa's. P-A-P-P-A-S. Those are the uh, the ones of note. Yeah, you get the bang for your buck there. P A P P A S. Yes. <laughs> they're, the, they're the they're the bomb. You, you gotta just try. You gotta have that. You know, you gotta get it in. It's like, look, you know, I do this every once in a oh, while. <laughs> you didn't ask me. I can throw down. Okay. Cooking. I didn't never think about because I, I do it so much. Yeah. In a relationship, I do the cooking. The rules are. She do dishes, I do mm-hmm. cooking, and I sweep the floors. But I got a Roomba, so haha. <laughs> what, 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 so what is your what is your go to thing? Like what is your go to like brisket. I'm like brisket, smoke brisket. brisket. I okay. need my own smoker. I have all the equipment. I can do a brisket that will rival people in Texas. Okay, I, I ain't got no, I ain't got nothing else to say. I mean, I stumbled a, a, tra- a Traeger smoker fell off a truck and into my backyard during the summer. Are you joking? Are you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say it was left and I, I obtained and no, I bought it. Uh, I use, I use my next my, purchase uh, is a Kamado grill. I want the ceramic one mm-hmm. that I want. I can't afford it. But so if one of your listeners want to bequeath a nice young artist of Kamado grill style, I'll be more than happy to take it. <laughs> that, that was definitely on the list. The one that has like the little pizza rack in there. Oh, Huh. I, it's nothing like look, I love the smell of grill 
Yes. It's just the smoke, the 20, I think the longest I ever smoked the brisket was like 15 hours mm-hmm. for like Thanksgiving. Turkeys, deep fried turkeys. I'm originally from the south part yeah. of, uh, southern part of uh, Virginia. So we deep fry everything. And it's like good food. I, it just, food from where the area I'm from, it's like showing I love you. If I give you some of my food, mm-hmm. I'll plate of my food and I send it to you. It's like saying, I love you. I'm thinking about you. Here you go. And Food is amazing. <laughs> Sorry. So, so let, let, let me do my wrap up. Let me do my sign off real quick. We can, we can de- no, no, we can definitely get this conversation going, but I'm going to wrap that up. Uh, so um, anything that you want to shamelessly plug? Because uh, that's what I like to give every guest the opportunity. Oh. Plug, plug, plug away. Um, well, um, I have a showing going on right now at Creative Alliance. Upstairs, everyone. Everyone's upstairs. Um, and yeah, I'm constantly um, uploading things to my Instagram and Facebook. You can get me at QRCKY on any of the social medias and check out my website for any merch you might want to purchase. And what's that website again? Uh, QRCKY.net.net. QRCKY.net, everyone. So, <laughs> so thank you. Uh, that's, that's pretty much it from me. So I'm going to do my sign off. Um, okay. For, for my man Q for Quirky, I am Rob Lee saying that there is art in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for it.